Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas. A wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. And by Stone Bank, a community bank supporting entrepreneurs and farmers nationwide with loans guaranteed by the USDA, SBA, and Farm Services Agency. Learn more at StoneBank.com. And the Arkansas Arts Council, empowering the arts for the benefit of all Arkansans. On the web at ArkansasArts.org. Hey everybody, this is Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we have an extra special show for you. We'll be profiling Stone County, Arkansas's most famous native son, singer and prolific songwriter Jimmy Driftwood, with a lot of songs and stories from Arkansas's folk icon. Our sound engineer, Mark Jones, has found a recording of Jimmy Driftwood playing a tune on a hickory leaf. Also on this show, we'll hear from folklorist Brooks Blevins on the history of the Ozark Folk Center and its founder, Jimmy Driftwood. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. Folk singer and songwriter Jimmy Driftwood was adept on most of the stringed instruments commonly played in the Ozarks. His father, Neil Morris, was a local singer, and Jimmy learned to play the guitar at a young age on his grandfather's homemade instrument. Driftwood noted that its neck was made from a fence rail, its sides from an old ox yoke, and the head and bottom from the headboard of his grandmother's bed. This homemade instrument produced a pleasant, distinctive, resonant sound. Jimmy Driftwood was born James Corbett Morris in the Richwoods community south of Mountain View, Arkansas, on June 20, 1907. Driftwood helped establish the Ozark Folk Center to preserve Ozark Mountain culture. The Folk Center was later absorbed into the Arkansas State Park System and remains a popular tourist destination, as well as the home of Ozark Highlands Radio. We're really lucky to have these old recordings of Jimmy, not only his songs, but his stories as well. I want to do a little of a song that you might like. As a school teacher, I, I was always using songs, taking my guitar to school and using songs to help teach whatever class I might be teaching. And I like to use the old songs that I'd learned from the fathers and mothers, and, and especially the British ballads and early American folk songs. They're really great to use in class. But if I couldn't find a song to fit the occasion, why, sometimes I would, um, what I call, make up a song. And I would tell folks that I was doing this just to try to kind of help the kids remember a little more. So I think I'll do you a song now that I wrote for that reason and nothing else. <clears throat> well, in 1814, we took a little trip along with Colonel Jackson down the mighty Mississippi. Took a little bacon and we took a little bean as we met the friendly British near the town of New Orleans. Fired our guns and the British kept a coming. There wasn't as many as there was a while ago. Fired what the moon and they began to run down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. I seed Mars Jackson walking down the street, talking to a pirate by the name of Gene Lafitte. He gave Gene a drink that he brought from Tennessee, and the pirate said he'd help us through the British in the sea. The French said, Andrew, you'd better run, for Pakenham's a-coming with a bullet in his gun. Hickory said he didn't give a damn, he's gonna whip the britches off of Colonel Pakenham. We fired our guns and the British kept a-coming, but there wasn't as many as there was a while ago. But the moon and they began to running on down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. We looked down the 
the river and I received the British come And there must have been a hundred of them beating on the drum They stepped so high and they made the bugles ring While we stood beside our cotton bales and didn't say a thing Old Hick, we said we could take them by surprise If we didn't fire a musket till we looked them in the eye We held our fire till we see their faces well Opened up a squirrel guns and really gave hell Fired our guns and the British kept a coming But there wasn't like as many as there was a while ago Fired but the moon ran out, they began to run it on Down the Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico Well, we fired our cannon till the barrel melted down So we grabbed the alligator and we fought another round we filled his head with cannonballs and powdered his behind. And when we touched the powder off, the gator lost his mind. We'll march back home, but we'll never be content till we make old Hickory the people's president. And every time we think about the bacon and the beans, think about the fun we had way down in New Orleans. Fired our guns and the British kept it coming. There wasn't nigh as many as there was a while ago. Fired but the moon and they began to running down in Mississippi to the Gulf of Mexico. And they ran through the brambles And they ran through the bushes Where a rabbit couldn't go They ran so fast The hounds couldn't catch them Down the Mississippi To the Gulf of Mexico They fired their guns And the British kept a coming But there wasn't I as many As there was a while ago Fired what the moor And they began to run Down the Mississippi To the Gulf of Mexico Thank you so much. Driftwood attended John Brown College in Northwest Arkansas and later received a degree in education from Arkansas State Teachers College. He started writing songs during his teaching career to teach his students history. During the 1920s and 30s, Driftwood left Arkansas, eventually hitchhiking through the southwestern United States. In Arizona, he entered and won a local song contest. In 1936, Driftwood married Cleta Johnson, who was one of his former students, and returned to Arkansas to raise a family and resume his teaching career. During this period of his life, he wrote hundreds of songs, but didn't pursue a music career seriously. I want to sing you another song that you might like to help me on. And, and it's one of, the, one of the early songs of this, this area. It's about a dog, and the dog's name's Lee, old Lee. And there's a little chorus in it that you might like to learn to sing. And you'll notice I don't say, here, Lee, I say, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the way a fellow in this part of the country calls his dog. Now, for his kids, he says, here. Here, here. But for the dog, yeah, yeah. And you know the dogs never do get mixed up when he's calling the kids. <laughs> now, the little chorus goes like this. Come on, Lee, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. Try it. Come on, Lee, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. Well, I had a good dog, and his name was Lee. He's the best old hound dog that you ever did see. He loved his master and he loved his home But only he took up with the wild, wild wolves and began to roam Well, he treated me a possum and he treated me a coon And he catched me a wild boar in the light of the moon He treated me a panther and he treated me a bear Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. 
I ever heard old Lee called in my life. I sung this one time at the agricultural school in Bangkok, Thailand. And those old boys that I didn't think had voices, how they sung that song. Now I may have forgotten the song. Well, he was doing all right. He didn't hanker to prowl. Till one dark night, he heard a bitch wolf howl. She howled so lonesome, she howled so sweet. Old Lee got up and walked right off, left a ham of meat. Well, I could not sleep one week that night. On the mountainside, there was an awful fight. At the break of day, up the hill I sped. I found ten big wolves on the mountain top, and they all were dead. Come on, Lee, here, 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 here. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. Do it again. Come on, Lee, here, 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 here. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. What is that walking by old Lee's side? He's been to the wild wolves and has won him a bride. Why is he digging in the sandy loam? He's a digging a hole so his wife and kids can have him a home. Old Lee came home. He'd been bit by a snake. I give him some fat meat and I baked him a cake. He ate the fat meat and looked up with a grin. Then he picked up the cake and he carried it away to the wild wolf's den. Come on, Lee, here, 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 here. Come on, Lee, the best old dog that ever did bark up a sycamore tree. One day I was hunting on the mountainside. I found a dead wolf. It was old Lee's bride. Then I saw him a-walking through the big bojacks. And ten little pups were trying to step in their daddy's tracks. He brought them home, and I guess you know. I fed them on ham meat, and I fed them on dough. Their father taught them how to make the kills. And that's how we got our big bear dogs in the Ozark Hills. Come on, Lee. Thank you for helping me on that, my goodness. In the 1950s, James Morris changed his name to Jimmy Driftwood, both publicly and legally. In 1957, a Nashville, Tennessee song publisher signed Jimmy to his first record deal. Driftwood's first album, Newly Discovered Early American Folk Songs, received good reviews but didn't sell particularly well. The Battle of New Orleans was included on the album, but it didn't conform to the radio standards of the time because of the words hell and damn in the lyrics. Driftwood was asked to make a shorter, censored version of the song for a live radio performance. Singer Johnny Horton, after hearing the song, contacted Driftwood and told him that he wished to record his own version. Horton's version of the song went to the top of both the country and pop charts in the summer of 1959. Driftwood left Arkansas for Nashville and became popular with his appearances on the Grand Ole Opry and programs including Ozark Jubilee and the Louisiana Hayride. He was invited to sing for Soviet Premier Nikita Khrushchev as an example of traditional American music during the leader's visit to the United States. He became a member of the Opry in the 1950s. Now, I think I'd like for the crowd to join with me in an old song. 
And I'm going to tell the class a lot about more about this song when we talk about our, uh, Arkansas songs a little later on. Uh, this is a song, and I'll briefly tell you. It's, uh, I used to think this was a superstition. Uh, there's a lot of people that believe that if you have a leg cut off or an arm cut off, and you put it in the grave, bury it, and the man's still alive, and it's in the grave crooked, that it'll hurt, and the man will feel the pain. And I will tell you that I have helped to dig up a man's arm who had, had an arm off, and he said, I'll tell you, my arm's in the grave crooked, and it's killing me. And I went out to help dig it up. And we put a big old rock on it, try to keep it straightened out. And when we got back, he said his arm quit hurting. Now, it's a funny thing, but it actually did happen. And I always thought it was superstition until I was talking to a famous Chinese doctor. And he said, well, it's not superstition. There might be something to it, so I don't know. This is called Straighten Out My Leg, and the old man that sung it didn't say leg, he said lag. So let's just all say lag. And it's called Straighten Out My Leg. The, the chorus goes like this, and you help me a minute. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, and straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg, oh, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, and straighten out my leg. I was going down the mountain with a load of Mountain Dew. I fell off of the wagon and broke my leg in two. They cut her off with a pocket knife and dug three feet below. They put my leg in crooked and that's why it hurts me so. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. Come on, straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. When they cut my broken leg off, it almost took my breath. They seared it with a red-hot iron or I'd have bled to death. They put my leg in crooked in that grave beneath the snow. It hurts me every time I try to wiggle my big toe. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg, straighten out my leg. Oh, take me down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. If you'll go down in the holler, Molly, straighten out my leg. I'll hold you tight and dance all night on my old wooden peg. A lad life of gladness like we did in days of yore. Cause when you straighten out my leg, it won't hurt anymore. Straighten out my leg, oh, straighten out my leg. Oh, take me down in the holler, Molly. Straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg. Straighten out my leg. Oh, take me down in the holler, Molly. Straighten out my leg. I'll have to tell you a little story about that. Very quickly, I'm going to tell you a true story, and they're, they're good in a folklore class. Years ago, there was a deputy United States marshal lived here, no, or close to here, named Joe Dotson. Uh, it's before I was born, but I've heard my grandfather talk about it a lot. And his brother was made whiskey. Now, across the mountains, 40 or 50 miles, there was a man by the name of Bruce. That was his last name. 
who made whiskey, and he was making the whiskey for the state house in Little Rock. He had a good trade. Now, the boys around here wanted that trade. So the deputy United States marshal sent old man Bruce word, said, if you don't quit making whiskey, I'm going to have to come over and get you. He sent the marshal back, when you get your brother and stop him, come and see me. See? That made the, the, the deputy marshal very mad, and he took a wagon, and he left this part of the country, and he picked up a fellow by the name of Renfro and Alco to go with him. Uncle Cy Lawrence, who, who just went along because he said, I can keep trouble down. He lived at Timbo, and he didn't take any gun. He said, I can keep any trouble down. He went along. They went to Snowball, Arkansas, and spent the night, and there old Captain Taylor lived, United States Marshal. This is a true story now. And they planned that night how they'd go. But somebody rode across the mountain on a mule and let the old man Bruce know that they was a coming the next day. And when they got out the next day, I'm making this short now, inside of the still, old Uncle Cy Lawrence, without a gun, got started walking up towards the still. And when he got so close, old man Bruce said, Now, Cy, don't come any closer. Uncle Si said, I've come up to keep down trouble and kept walking. He said, Si, if you come any closer, I'll shoot your right arm off. He took another step and he shot his right arm off. It dangled. When it was over, they brought Captain Taylor back to Snowball and buried him. They brought Joe, Joe Dotson back here and buried him. They cut Uncle Si's arm on off and buried it in the, in the graveyard at Timbo. And Uncle Si has buried it over. Okima, Oklahoma. Now there was a big old man, Bruce, hid out in the hills. They got a big reward out for him, terrible big reward out for him, and it got bigger and bigger because people put in money. They wanted this man caught. Finally, his son turned him in and got the reward. That gave him plenty of money to fight the case with, and they gave him a year in the penitentiary, and six months he was out making whiskey for the state house again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> After Johnny Horton's success with the Battle of New Orleans, Driftwood performed at Carnegie Hall and at major American folk music festivals before returning home to Timbo, Arkansas in 1962. During his recording career, Driftwood also won Grammy Awards for the albums Wilderness Road and Songs of Billy Yank and Johnny Reb, and for the song Tennessee Stud. Driftwood's songs were recorded by Eddie Arnold, Johnny Cash, Hawkshaw Hawkins, Homer and Jethro, Odetta, Doc Watson, and others. In 1958, Driftwood appeared as a guest challenger on the television game show To Tell the Truth. I hope you're enjoying our program on Stone County native son Jimmy Driftwood. We'll hear more of his songs later in the show, but we'll take a short break now, after which it'll be time to head down to the vault for a visit with my buddy Mark Jones. This is Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. It's come that time in the week where I like to go down into the vault and visit my buddy Mark Jones, who takes care and keeps track of all the recordings of our music we've made over the years here. Let's go down and see him. Hey, Mark, good to see you. Good to see you, Dave. I've been looking for you. <laughs> well, you know, I've been thinking about some things. This is a land of music right here in, in North Arkansas where we live. And there's a lot of different musical instruments. Of course, we always hear the, you know, the guitar and the banjo and the fiddle, the dulcimer, the auto harp. But there's some unusual instruments around as well, like the pick and bow or the mouth bow and the, the fiddlesticks, let's say. What have you got down here that's like the most unusual thing in your recording archive? Well, a friend of mine, when he said when he was little, he played a pewter waiter a tray that was made out of pewter, and he played rhythm. And he went on to be a great rhythm guitar player, uh -huh. but he started out on a pewter waiter. And, uh, you know, I run across the other day, and you, you will like this, a fellow that's known for a lot of his songwriting ability and all that, and a gentleman that was here at the very beginning but he played a hickory leaf. A hickory leaf. Right off a hickory tree. And I, I've seen him walk over and pick the leaf off the tree and stick it in his mouth and take off and get some of the wildest sounds out of it. But here's a recording of Jimmy Driftwood playing guitar and a hickory leaf. Well, this I've got to hear. You know, I'd like to, before I sing a song, I'd like to do a very old thing. I'll tell you, I hope you'll all come out to my house sometime. I really mean this. Come out and have a cup of coffee or a Pepsi or sit and talk a while. And I, I like to play you a tune on a hick relief. thought, Mark, that you could get a sound like that out of a hickory leaf. I know. I'm, I'm not sure how he did it because he had both hands playing guitar and just uh, he, he had the leaf in his mouth, but it he sure made some music out of it. You know, I'm going to have to try that next summer when the leaves are on the trees. There's a lot of hickories at my place, but I don't look forward to it because I don't think they taste very good. I bet they don't. <laughs> well, that was a great recording. Mark of Jimmy Driftwood playing the Hickory Leaf. Do you know what tune that was? I really don't. It's kind of a medley of stuff. And knowing Jimmy, it's probably just whatever came into his head at the time. He was probably making it up as he went along. Probably so. By the way, while I've got you here, you know, this week's show is on Jimmy Driftwood. And you knew Jimmy Driftwood, didn't you? I sure did, Dave, and uh, I enjoyed Jimmy a lot. Uh, I would come here with Mom and Dad, 
who was Grandpa and Ramona Jones, they were big friends with Jimmy. Actually, I came down here in 1973, took a folklore class from him and Bess Wolf, and one of the songs that I remember him doing, and I really liked it, was Barney McCoy. Well, let's listen to a little bit of that. This first song is an old song called Barney McCoy. My mom and dad just do it together, and dad had sang his verse, and she'd sang hers. So I'll try to change my voice enough tonight that you can tell which is the man and which is the woman. I am going far away, Nora, darling, to a land that's far across the stormy blue. And it's lonesome I will be if you fail to go with me For there'll never be another one like you Oh, I cannot go with you, Barney, darling And the reason that I give you is no ploy It would break my mother's heart if from her I was to part And go roaming with you, Barney McCoy Bid your friends and dear old Ireland goodbye. See if I can think of a song. Bid your friends and dear old Ireland goodbye. She will sail across the foam when we find another home in that wonderful new land by and by. Then I'll go with you, Barney, darling, for the news you fill my heart with joy And I know that I'll be blessed in that dear land of the West, living happy with you Barney McCoy Hold him come to my arms Nora darling the ship is now at anchor in the bay And before tomorrow's sun We will hear the signal done Of the vessel that will carry us away Oh, God bless you, my dear Barney, darling You will always be my treasure and my joy And wherever you may go, I'll go with you For I know I will always love you, Barney McCoy You know, Mark, everybody knew Jimmy Driftwood around here, and you always could tell Jimmy because he was always wearing a red flannel shirt and black pants. You remember that? That's true. And all through my childhood, that's all I ever saw him in. In fact, I I only thought he had one red shirt. (laughs) But one time I come down here with Dad and Mom. We were out at his house, and I was going down the hall to the bathroom, and I looked 
and there was a closet there, and it was full of red shirts and black pants. <laughs> so he had more than one outfit. Well, that's good to know. You know, I think tonight I'll do something different to what I've done ever. I think uh, one thing that I'll, I'll sing the first song that I ever used in school. Uh, I was a school teacher for many, many years, and I hope none of you will hold that against me. Yeah. Uh, and, and I used songs in school. All, all my life I did. And I, as far as I remember, I think this is the first one I ever used. I, I had some little kids that were having trouble pronouncing words. Their enunciation and pronunciation was both very bad. And I found out that this song really helped them. And I've used it in a lot of places all over the world. It's called Froggy Went a Courtin', and you've heard the song Froggy Went a Courtin', he did right, uh huh. That's the lazy man's way of singing the song, uh huh. And that's not the way that they brought that thing out of the state of Georgia into this part of the country. And you might like to learn this little chorus. Now, there's a little, little, little silly rhyme goes in this, and this is what helps the kids. And you might like, I'm going to sing it real slow and see if you can learn it. Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bominishi, Kimo. Sell my nickel, bomb a nickel, clatterbone, a ring, dumb a ring, dumb a clatterbone, a Kimo. Now, there was many ways to do this silly rhyme. In some places they say some things, and some, I mean, different people singing. See if you can get on to this. Oh, Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bominishi, Kimo. Sam a nickel, bomb a nickel, clatterbone a ring, dum a ring, dum a clatterbone a kaimo. Now you try it now. You you stay with me on that one time. I used to, when I'd go and do a program at a university or anywhere, this is the first song I would do, and I'd say, now I'm gonna do this song, and I'd teach them this this rhyme, and I'd have one of my albums. And I'd say, now when the program is over, so anybody can come up and sing this rhyme, I'll give you this album. I don't mind telling you it was a trick. They'd learn it, then we'd sing them for an hour and a half, and I'd learn them, teach them some more songs, and when it was over, everybody had forgotten it. <laughs> but twice, twice in my life has somebody spoke up and said, I know that. And one, uh, one was a girl who had had polio in a wheelchair in the Philippines. This was something. She yelled, says, I know the song, and up she came. Okay, do that chorus one more time, then we'll sing the song. Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bominishi, Kimo. Sam a nickel, bomb a nickel, clatterbone a ring, dumb a ring, dumb a clatterbone a Kimo. Kids love this song. Well, and I also tell people when they say to me at a university, could you sing us a protest song? I say, well, here's one that was written in about 16, way back 1600, or maybe before that. And it, may, it might have been a protest song because if it was the poor people who got tired of the gaudy weddings of the rich and made, out, I made up a song about a mouse and a frog getting married, maybe you could call that a protest song. I don't know many protest songs, and I'll tell you why. I'm not mad at anybody. Okay, well, a froggy went a courtin' and a he did ride. Clatter on a rink, dum a kaimo. He had Miss Mousie by his side. Clatter on a rink, dum a kaimo. Took Miss Mousie on his knee. Clatter on a rink, dum a kaimo. And he said, Miss Mouse, will you marry me? Clatter on a rink, dum a kaimo. Kimo, kaimo, Captain Kimo, bomb and ishi kaimo. Seven nickel, bomb a nickel, clatter on a rink, dum a rink, dum a clatter on a kaimo. 
Mr. Rat went down to town. Catamoricamacaimo to get the bride a wedding gown. Catamoricamacaimo, Mr. Frog went to the king. Catamoricamacaimo to get the bride a wedding ring. Catamoricamacaimo, Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bomb and Ishikaimo. Silmanica, Bomb and Nicka, Catamoricamacaimo. Where will the wedding be? Catamoricamacaimo, way down yonder in a holler tree. Catamoricamacaimo, what shall we have to eat? Catamoricamacaimo, two blue beans and a grain of wheat. Catamoricamacaimo, Kimo, Kimo, Captain Kiro, Bob, Nishikaimo. Seven nickel, Bob, and Catamoricamacaimo. The first came in was the butterfly. Next came in was a bumblebee. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. Played his fiddle on his knee. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. Kimo-kymo. Captain Kiro Bob and Ishikaimo. Semi-nickel-bob-a-nickel-clatterbottery-thumb-a-thumb-a-clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. The next came in was Bishop Bug. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. On his arm he had his jug. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. He gave the groom a drink or two. I've come to marry you. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. Kimo-kymo, Captain Kimo, Bob and Ishikaimo. Semi-nickel-bob-a-nickel-clatterbottery-thumb-a-thumb-a-clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. The feast was ready to begin. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. The big black cat came slipping in. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. Mr. Rat jumped over the door. Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. And the bride and groom crawled under the floor. I hope you like this wedding song, Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. It's another hundred verses long, Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. Rosemary, sage, and thyme, Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. I'll sing you the rest some other time, Clatterbottery-thumb-a-kymo. Kimo-kymo, Captain Kiro, bombing Ishikaimo. Semi-nicka-bombing-nicka-clatterbottery-thumb-ring. I'm a clatterbone of Kaimo. Marcus, I recall Jimmy had a collection of a lot of different crazy instruments, and he also used a lot of strange tunings that we don't hear much today. That's true, uh, Dave. Actually, he taught my mother a, an old fiddle tune called Gonna Go Hunting for the Buffalo, and it was in an E minor. Tuning. You know, he had another tune that we've got a recording of that is in a kind of an odd minor tuning. It's called Little Betsy Brown. Let's listen to it. All right. Well, when you come out to my house, and I'm expecting you, you'll see a lot of guitars laying around on the tables, and they're all in different tunings. These are old folk tunings, some of them almost forgotten. Now, I don't think they will be forgotten, Craig. And that pleases me to think that something that's almost lost is gone again. I promised a little boy, I'd say, I promised him a dozen times, I'd sing him this song. This is another one of the old tunings, and the old boy that sent me this, this is a banjo, actually, but it's a six-string banjo. They don't make them in this country. A boy who had gone to school to me uh, found this in Bavaria and sent it to me during World War II. 
are rolling down that rocky road with a tired team and a heavy load. Rolling down that rocky road with my little Betsy Brown. Gee, Hawbuck and a woo-haw ball, can't you hear the mountains call? We'll get far sometime this fall of my little Betsy Brown. I went to her father like a man. I asked him for his daughter's hand. He said, young scamp, get off my land before I shoot you down. Now Betsy sleeps in my wagon bed on the frozen ground to lay my head. At the end of the journey, I'll be wed to my little Betsy Brown. Rolling down that rocky road with a tired team and a heavy load. Rolling down that rocky road with my little Betsy Brown. Gee, Hawbuck and a woo-haw ball, can't you hear them mountains call? We'll get far sometime this fall of my little Betsy Brown. If we could meet that preacher man, I'd take my Betsy by the hand. I'd get into that wagon and I'd start the honeymoon If I could claim her as my bride I'd throw away this old cowhide I'd go to sleep by Betsy's side and I wouldn't wake up till noon Rolling down that rocky road with a tired team and a heavy load Rolling down that rocky road with my little Betsy Brown Gee, hop up, oh, hop ball, can't you? Mark. I'll tell you that Mark Jones is a wealth of information. We're mighty lucky to have him around here. We're going to take a short break now, after which folklorist Brooks Blevins will give us some history of Jimmy Driftwood and the Ozark Folk Festival. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio.
Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Dr. Brooks Blevins has taught at several Ozark colleges and universities. Here's Brooks now. They came from everywhere, it seemed, from cities and farms, from Memphis and Little Rock, from hills and hollers, from St. Louis, even Chicago. Little Mountain View, Arkansas had never witnessed anything like it. An estimated 10,000 mountain music fans and others looking to see what all the fuss was about converged on this little town on the third weekend of April, 1963. They came to play or sing or simply to witness the first Arkansas Folk Festival. No one who gathered in the old high school gym those two spring evenings would ever forget it. Not because of Joan Baez or Bob Dylan or Peter, Paul, and Mary. They weren't there. If you hadn't spent time in Fox or Oni or 56 or Timbo, you didn't recognize the pickers and singers on the stage in this sleepy Ozark town back in the hills. But that was part of the charm. It was the height of America's folk movement, and here on stage were the very people who had inspired it. Real-life loggers and farmers and country school teachers and grandmas in calico dresses. They played fiddles and mandolins and guitars. They sang 300-year-old British ballads and 19th-century American minstrel songs. Some could barely muster the courage to come out from behind the curtain. Others relished the spotlight and almost had to be dragged off the stage. Behind it all was the only person in town that the visitors had ever heard of, Stone County's lone celebrity, Jimmy Driftwood. He was no stranger to the spotlight. If you're younger than, say, 60, chances are you've never heard of him. Born James Corbett Morris in the Richwoods community of Stone County, Arkansas in 1907, he grew up in a musical family. Jim Morris spent the first half of his adult life as a teacher in the rural schools of the Ozarks, but writing songs and performing were his true passions. As his friend and mentor, folklorist John Quincy Wolfe Jr. put it, he lived in song. By the mid-1950s, he had begun performing at local venues under the name Jimmy Driftwood. On the advice of Wolf and other friends, the country school teacher, now 50 years old, struck out for Nashville in the summer of 57 and came back home with a record contract. The song that had sealed the deal was the Battle of New Orleans, a story song set to the melody of an old fiddle tune called The Eighth of January. Driftwood said he had crafted the lyrics some 20 years earlier to teach students in a one-room school about the War of 1812. The Battle of New Orleans was one of 12 tracks on Driftwood's first album, released in the fall of 58. His version became a minor cult sensation, but country star Johnny Horton's rendition went to the top of the country and pop charts in the spring of 1959, ranking as the top-selling record of the year and winning Driftwood a Grammy for Song of the Year. A number of other Driftwood songs became hits for Nashville stars, such as Eddie Arnold's version of the Tennessee Stud and Soldier's Joy by Hawkshaw Hawkins. Jimmy played the Grand Ole Opry, appeared on the Pat Boone Show, performed on stage at Carnegie Hall, all the while keeping one foot firmly planted on his cattle farm at Timbo, Arkansas. The light of his fame may have been fading by 1963, but he could draw a crowd in the hills of the Ozarks, and he had friends and contacts throughout the world of commercial country music. Hoping to pump a few dollars into the depressed local economy, the organizers of the Arkansas Folk Festival had asked Driftwood to put together a musical program that would accompany the festival's craft show in Dogwood Drive. Expecting him to use his Nashville connections to recruit a star attraction or two, 
The organizers were surprised when Driftwood announced that there would be no popular recording artists, only local musicians and singers. Despite the pessimism of town leaders and merchants, Driftwood was certain he knew what the public wanted, and he was enough of a ham that the idea of being the only famous person on stage must surely have appealed to him. Jimmy was right. The festival was a rousing success, and its fame grew in succeeding years. The festival's impact and Driftwood's influence played major roles in the creation of the Ozark Folk Center State Park, which opened its doors in 1973. Now, more than half a century after that first festival, with its fiddlers and singers whose memories stretched back to the 19th century, the Arkansas Folk Festival continues to bring thousands of music enthusiasts to Mountain View each April. Almost all the performers from those original shows are now gone, but the spirit of Jimmy Driftwood and his cast of woodcutters, hog farmers, and grannies lives on. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. Can you do it now? I'll say the words and then you help me say the chorus. There once was a lawyer they called Mr. Clay. He had but few clients and they wouldn't pay. At last of starvation he grew so afraid that he courted and married a wealthy old maid. At the wedding this lawyer made one big mistake, was not in omitting the wine or the cake. The ring was well chosen, they had a big fee, but the lawyer did not get a warranty deed. Now, He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man louder. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. That night in their chamber, the lady arose and began to prepare to retire and repose. While her husband sat near her, admiring her charms, which gave him such pleasure to hold in his arms. She went to the washstand to bathe her fair face, and thus she destroyed all her beauty and grace. The rose on her cheek quickly grew very faint, and he saw on the towel twas nothing but paint. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. She went to the mirror to take down her hair. When she had done so, her scalp was all bare. Said she don't be frightened to see my bald head. I'll put on my cap when I get into bed. She hung her false hair on the wall on a pig. Then she proceeded to take off a leg. Her trembling husband thought sure he would die when she asked him to come and take out her glass eye. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. The husband was biting his quivering lips while she was removing her counterfeit hips. 
Just then her false nose clattered down on the floor And the poor lawyer screamed and ran out at the door He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man Now this is another one of the old, old songs that there was advice on the last Now all you young men who would marry for life be sure to examine your intended wife. Remember the lawyer who trusted his eyes and a little bit later got quite a surprise. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. He's a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate, a very unfortunate man. Back home in Arkansas, Driftwood became a folklorist, establishing the Rackensack Folklore Society, an association of local folk singers and musicians, and began performing at the local county fair in Mountain View. Driftwood became interested in promoting Arkansas folk music and the local folk performers he knew in the area. He invited members of the Mountain View community to perform at a festival of his own devising. This festival grew over the years and transformed into the annual Arkansas Folk Festival, which would attract more than 100,000 people. It's true at my house. People come all the time. They come to the back door. They come in, whether they've ever been there or not, they know it's all right to come in my house. They come in and they make a cup of coffee if they want to. If they want to lay down on the couch and sleep, they do that. There's only one thing that they ever do that I wish they wouldn't do. Occasionally, some fella comes in and he picks a little, and he picks up on these guitars, and he says, I'll be darned, his guitar's out of tune. I'll tune Jim Driftwood's car. So he tunes them all. Every one of them up, he tunes them all up. Ragger tuning, you know. When I come in, you know, he says, well, while I was fooling around here, I tuned all your guitars. I says, that sure is kind of you. I got it, you know. You know, I, I, I say, if you had a cup of coffee, you know, and I, I, sometimes I feel like saying, I have you had any strychnine yet, you know. <laughs> now, uh, before this town was Mountain View, it was Riggsville, right close by was Riggsville. And uh, that was a long time, of course, before I was born. This, this became a town in 1873. Stone County became a county in uh, 1873. And that's 100 years ago. Had a centennial last week. Uh, but there was Riggsville. And then, uh, then, then uh, later, of course, it built up and it, uh, right here and it changed to Mountain View. Now, also, in old days here, the only way you could get through this country, even when I was a child, the only way you could get through this country was either walk ride a horse or a mule or ride in a wagon. Uh, there were some ox teams too. That's the only way you could get through this country. There were no roads that you could drive a car over if anybody had one. And of course, then nobody didn't. And it was hard for a wayfaring man to find a place to stay all night. I'm happy that my daddy would always keep anybody that came along because I think that helped me. Now, this is, I'm gonna sing you a song about, about a fellow who was coming through the country and he couldn't find a place to stay all night. And finally, an old man said, well, I'll tell you, son, if you want to go home with me and stay all night, it's all right, but we're awful crowded at my house, and you will have to sleep with the baby. Well, as I went down to Riggsville town, I met an old man, and his name was Brown. He said, you can stay in the shadio, but you'll have to sleep with the baby-o. When we got there, I was froze to death, and I didn't want to smell no baby's breath. I took a big drink, and I said, by darn, if you don't mind, I'll sleep in the barn. 
night was cold and the wind did blow and the smoke rolled out of the shanty oh I shivered and shook with a frostbit toe and I wished that I slept with the baby oh When I heard somebody say soup, pied soup Standing on the frozen straw Was the prettiest woman in Arkansas I looked at her and she looked at me And she said, and I said, young lady, who could you be? She said, my name is Mary Jo But the old man calls me the baby old She milked the cow and went to the shack and had a big breakfast to raise her back. I sat by the fire and thought my toe, but I couldn't keep looking at the baby. When I started to leave, she came to me and said, what could your title be? Driftwood became involved with environmental issues when the United States Army Corps of Engineers planned to dam the Buffalo River. He worked to defeat the plan, which ultimately resulted in the establishment of the Buffalo National River. Driftwood had a major role in preserving Blanchard Springs Caverns, which later came under management of the United States Forest Service. He recorded the song still heard in the orientation film in the Visitor's Center. Driftwood was appointed to direct the Arkansas Parks and Tourism Commission for his environmental efforts. He was also named to the advisory committee of the Kennedy Center for the Performing Arts in Washington, D.C. Due to his extensive knowledge of folk music, he was appointed as a musicologist for the National Geographic Society. During his later life, Driftwood enjoyed performing free concerts for high school and college students. He died of a heart attack on July 12, 1998, in Fayetteville, Arkansas, at the age of 91. Here's Jimmy Driftwood performing one of his humorous songs, The Mixed Up Family. Father, oh dear father, get off your lazy bones. Tomorrow I will marry my lover, Billy Jones. Daughter, oh dear daughter, You'll have to find another. You cannot marry Billy Jones, for he is your half-brother. Well, this just broke the poor girl's heart, and they couldn't get her to go anywhere for a long, long time. But finally, her girlfriend got her to go to Sunday school one day, and she came back home about six months singing something like this. Father, oh dear father, I hope that you won't care. Tomorrow I will marry my lover, John O'Dare. Daughter, oh dear daughter, you'll have to find another. You cannot marry John O'Dare, for he is your half-brother. <coughs> well, if her heart was broken the first time, certainly she lost it entirely the second time, and she just swore that she'd never, never, never have anything else to do with men as long as she lived. But finally, her girlfriend came over to see her, and she said, I'll tell you now what let's do. 
Next Sunday morning, bright and early, she was from Scotland. Next Sunday morning, bright and early, let's get on our horses and ride across yonder high mountain. Way down in Tother Valley, where your pappy ain't never been. Well, they did, and this time in about a year, she came back singing something like this. Father, oh dear father, I hope that you won't frown. Tomorrow I will marry my lover, Jimmy Brown. Daughter, oh dear daughter, you'll have to find another. You cannot marry that Jimmy Brown, for he is your half-brother. Well, this time she went straight to her mother and sang something like this. Mother, oh dear mother, my poor heart is undone. Every boy I love turns out to be my father's son. Well, the mother who knew what an awful liar the old man was. Because she'd been living with him nigh on to 40 years. She took a big dip of snuff <laughs> and looked across the cabin to where the old man was a setting on a nail keg, a whittling on an axe handle. And she sung big and loud something like this Daughter, oh dear daughter, go on and make your vow. It ain't no sin for you, ain't no kin to your pappy, anyhow. <laughs> This brings us to the end of our show. I hope you've enjoyed listening to and learning about the one and only Jimmy Driftwood. Be sure to check out our website, OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. For all of us here at Ozark Highlands Radio, I'm Dave Smith. Have a great week. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.